Welcome to the podcast discussing Merlin 2008, Season 4, Episode 6. In this episode, we see Merlin and Arthur embarking on a quest to retrieve the Trident of the Fisher King, a powerful magical artifact that can heal any wound. However, they soon discover that the Trident is guarded by the Fisher King's daughter, a fierce warrior who is determined to protect her father's legacy at all costs. As the episode progresses, we see Merlin facing several challenges, including battling a deadly creature and using his magic to protect Arthur from harm. Meanwhile, Arthur is forced to confront his own mortality and the possibility of losing the throne, as his sister Morgana continues to plot against him. Throughout this episode, we are treated to stunning visuals, gripping action, and complex character development. Join us as we delve into the themes of friendship, loyalty, and sacrifice, and explore the intricate world of Merlin 2008 Season 4, Episode 6. My name is David, and joining me into this totally non-AI-generated introduction is Nick and Charlie. I'm Nick. I'm very concerned. <laughs> I'm Charlie, and I'm also worried. <laughs> that was what, what the what fuck Chad was that? He gave me what? What the actual fuck was that? <laughs> so why why was it going off of a season three episode? No, that wasn't. It it took it took the Fisher King and the Trident and then just made it all up. Everything else. <laughs> Wait, what? Never... <laughs> I David, had to regenerate you... the intro, and this one's actually much better. <laughs> <laughs> this one's so much better. Do it again. <laughs> until the second bit and then it just goes off the rails and i think talks about a character we haven't been introduced to yet <laughs> i wonder if we ever get introduced to that character do you does a saroom ring any bells nick saroom yes played by john shrapnel <laughs> is john shrapnel a real person <laughs> uh he john was an english actor shrapnel no. Is, is Chad GPT telling you this or I know I googled I googled okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, there he is. John Trapnell, I IMDB. Um I don't think he played anything in no, Merlin. Um, he, okay. Yeah, he's in he's in Merlin. He's in an episode of Merlin. Okay, never mind. What's yeah, the character just... name? Saroom. This is all correct. Again, that's what Chad GPT does. It gets close to correct. It it just So what uh... Here, welcome to our podcast where we delve into the world of Merlin, the hit BBC television series <laughs> that captured the hearts of audiences worldwide. In this episode, we are exploring season four, episode six of Merlin 2008, a show that has captured the imagination of fans since its debut in 2008. In this episode, we will be delving deep into the plot, characters, and themes of Merlin 2008, Season 4, Episode 6. <laughs> this episode, entitled A Servant of Two Masters, follows Ooh. Merlin as he is tasked with serving both Arthur and a mysterious stranger named Saroom of Amata. <laughs> so close! <laughs> oh, so God close! Damn. And then it goes on it and tried. on about Saroom. <laughs> um... Oh, this is a nice end. So join us as we explore the world of Merlin and unpack the intricate details of Season 4, Episode 6. Whether you are a longtime fan or just discovering the show for the first time, this podcast is sure to be a fascinating and insightful journey into the magical world of Camelot. We should save that line. Hell yeah. That's... We, should, we should definitely keep that in the <laughs> intro. Jeez. I'm editing our Next. intro blurb to have that. 
Oh, I was going to say All next right. season premiere, we read that. Thanks, 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 ChatGPT. You lied, you lied about so much of Merlin, it but you gave us a cool outro line. The episode so we'll title right, dude. It got the episode I, title. It got the episode title right, and, um, and half of the plot. Get, it did not get the villain correct. He got the gist oh. of what the villain's doing, though. Chad I'll give it that is way. struggling because it, I, it, it could, it knows what the name of the episode is, and for some reason, it keeps thinking Merlin's serving two people. It's the <laughs> plot of this episode. I mean, kind it's of. Not, though. It's it's really trying. He's it's, trying to serve himself, and then also a worm in his neck. Follows the misadventures of Merlin as he finds himself caught between two masters. Arthur, his loyal friend and prince, and Morgana, the former ally turned into an enemy, who now seeks to overthrow the kingdom. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Is That's... It? Except for the prince so, part. But, you it's, know. It's gotten better with each one that you've done, which is very upsetting. Do it, do it like 20 more times. <laughs> Use up all your going? credits. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, while David um enjoys playing around with chat gpt audience in case you're wondering this is the first time david's ever messed with it and i think he's having a good time i am uh, having a good time <laughs> charlie what have you been up to uh i had people over um Ooh. most of us got drunk nick introduced me to dominion and there's a phone app so i've just been playing through a lot of dominion because it's very fun Ooh. um I'm very glad the menagerie pack once you play it and understand it god damn is it fun just horse spam <laughs> you horse you, you can horse spam not just in civ 6 anymore everyone oh my god horse <laughs> just just making up plots of episodes i just don't understand remote village on the outskirts of camelot where they encounter mysterious illness that is plaguing the people as they investigate they uncover a dark secret about the village and its inhabitants and are forced to confront some difficult truths. That's a fucking TV guide for Fringe. That's <laughs> like that's so just vague. Like, I, I feel like it pulled from that one episode where it's not the outskirts of Camelot; it's where they go back to Merlin's hometown. Uh, yeah, but there's no illness. Oh, there's no illness that time. It's raiders. Never I mean, mind. raiders are an illness. <laughs> a societal illness. Yeah. <laughs> an illness on the economy this is oh no as i read that second part that is just straight up fringe like that is just (laughs) medieval fringe that that is fringe or it is an episode of stargate sg1 take your pick (laughs) why not both i mean hey merlin is in um like the character not this merlin uh is in uh stargate because he is an advanced alien who left behind artifacts for the people of Earth. Ooh. Huh. That is that is real SG-1 lore. <laughs> they do go on a quest for basically the Holy Grail at some point. Also, holy shit, ChatGPT just just found your favorite episode of Fringe and, and decided <laughs> to give you a rehash of it. Yeah. Oh, is it summarizing um, White, White Tulip? Tulip. White yeah. Tulip. I asked it to tell me an episode of uh, tell me about an episode of Fringe, and it gave me a summary of White Tulip. Which, like, hell yeah, it's it's already learned enough to know your know your preferences. <laughs> Wait, but as the investigation progresses, it becomes clear that Peck's time machine is real, and he manages to send a White Tulip to a specific. Oh, don't worry about that part. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Listen, don't worry about that part. <laughs> don't worry about it. Other than that, yeah, no, this is this is kind of right on. Notable for its emotional depth and powerful performances, particularly by John Noble, plays Walter Bishop. Which just, yeah, that's that's typically what John Noble did. Give powerful <laughs> emotional performances. Oh, man. I'm having fun. <laughs> David's having Aww. fun, audience. <laughs> that I could trick it. <laughs> David, what, what have you been up to? What's, what's going on in the land of ChatGPT right now? Um, I'm, I've learned about playing with ChatGPT today, so that's what I've been doing right now. Um, and aside from that, I got the fantastic news that I will now be working from home four days of the week, rather than hey. two. Um, and I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter <laughs> as a result. <laughs> nice. Um, also, David, just, just tell it that, no, you're wrong, John Noble wasn't Merlin, who did he play? <laughs> Okay. Like straight up gaslight, gaslight the AI, and it'll do it for you. Oh no! Have you oh, no. seen? I was wrong. I typed just know you. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen the uh, the Bing AI trying to gaslight a dude saying his marriage is actually very sad and he should get divorced? Oh my god! Yeah, he's like, no, we're very happy together. She loves and supports me, and I love and support her. And the Bing AI is like. Um, no, actually, your marriage is very bad, and you should leave your wife. Oh my god. And he's like, it's, what it's, the it's fuck is right going off, on? Right off fucking Reddit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Straight to our relationships? Oh no. <laughs> 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 Alright, um, is that everything? Nick, did you give an update? We're kind of distracted. Oh man, see, I told you, David, if you, if you gaslight it, it'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll, I'll post these on Twitter, I guess. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, Horvath. Yeah, no, is um, that a real Merlin character? <laughs> um, let's see. It uh, is not. On, 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 the thermo- <laughs> on the Thermal Gremlins front, uh, I continue to battle uh, against these blisters that are on my hands. Uh, I no longer need to have my entire hand covered at all times. Fantastic. Hey. So today was the first day I was able to do that. So I was sort of able to type with my right hand. I'm able to like use it, use a mouse with it pretty, pretty well now. Um, typing's real weird though. I have blisters like on my fingertips, so um, the sensation does not feel okay. It's not painful. It's just <laughs> that's not, it's not painful. Great. It's just wrong. <laughs> you know, it's not. Oh wait, my god! It's not what you want to hear. Freezing. It's, it's well no so it's it's like because there's no nerves where the uh skin is because that's dead skin now um it feels like it's just numb there basically when i like try and type with it like i don't get the appropriate feedback is the best way to explain it um yeah strange uh in more exciting and better news though um I got a promotion at work today, which was fantastic. Congrats. Yeah. I am now an intermediate developer. <gasps> Gasp. No longer Joining. baby dev. No longer baby dev. Only Joining baby dev Charlie. in heart. <laughs> only, only baby dev in mind. In yeah. mind and hey. soul and heart and being. Hey. hey, that never goes away. Imposter syndrome's <laughs> real bitchy. Yeah. 
I was I was really not expecting that though. Like I I had my performance review today and was um like I'd like reviewed what I needed to do to like be considered like an intermediate dev and I was like I'm I'm not near this yet. Uh and Evidently, like when your in... bosses think you're wrong. <laughs> uh, apparently. So Nick's leaving due to gross incompetence by management. <laughs> you made the worst mistake of all. You promoted me. Nick's like I don't want to work at a company that promotes me. <laughs> Why? You've you've promoted me. I should be happy, but I'm concerned. <laughs> you seem to think I have value. You're wrong. I leave. <laughs> if a company thinks this about me, oh god, what else are they doing? <laughs> oh god, I have to leave. No, but yeah, that is super awesome. We were um the uh the the rays and things associated with that were not discussed today but that'll that'll happen a bit later but for now i have a i have a title uh, the absolute yay. most useless part of the promotion <laughs> yes the far and away change. time to update that email signature time to update uh, LinkedIn. i'm gonna wait I'm, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna wait until like all the things get signed before i do that just Valid. yeah just just, just just in no, no case, to really get ahead of myself, uh, I've been I've been given the go ahead to do that by uh, by my supervisor. But uh, yeah, I'm just gonna hold off until uh, I, the the things are signed, and particularly the the raise comes. Uh, Smart. Till then, I will be. Busy. Yes. Ah, uh, speaking of like LinkedIn and updating like your email signature. I discovered a new subreddit that I think that I've been browsing that is amazing. It's called LinkedIn Lunatics. Oh my god, I love LinkedIn Lunatics. And it's just screen grabs of horrendous LinkedIn posts. It's just insane. It is like the most, oh my god, people have a work-life balance. That means they're not dedicated and should be burned at the stake. I'm on my third anniversary with my husband, and I'm always on my phone during these calls because I gotta gotta keep grinding and i'm like i would i would leave my partner the grind set is insane like i do not understand that even trying to sell that like is insane Ugh. yeah don't, don't do it have 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 work-life balance audience i understand there are professions where that is very difficult um but like you, please all right <laughs> David. On that note, I think, Merlin? I think it's I think it's time to, to Merlin, but but David, will you will you generate a TV guide for us? No, we won't do that. Oh. <laughs> Especially with such a banger of a TV guide we have for this episode. Actually, God you know damn. what? Now that you think about it, have these TV guides been AI generated and they were just ahead of their time? <laughs> <clears throat> the TV guide for this episode reads Morgana uses ancient magic to turn Merlin into a, an assassin. Whose target is Arthur? <laughs> yep, yep, sure. Listen, that, that that is what happens. I hope we all remember this one for the for the test. This will be a, there will be a test on this. <laughs> no, not the end of season or end of series TV guide quiz. <laughs> this will be on the test. David, make sure David, make sure to throw in one AI generated one for us. <laughs> Just, just one. I, As a distraction. One AI generated one and one fringe one. Oh. <laughs> I think the fringe oh. one will be easy to know. I don't. You don't know I don't. which fringe one I'll find. 
No, because the fringe ones are usually like, oh, the gang, the group, like the the department, like somebody well, faces don't, this. Don't look now, because you're going to ruin the game. <laughs> Just, but we'll see in 20 weeks. <laughs> Fuck if I know. Oh, good God. Half a year from now. Remember yeah. this conversation. Oh, yes. Before we actually get into that. Um, uh, Charlie, Nick, are we going to medieval times? We this are weekend? going to medieval times. Are, are we going to medieval times? Confirmation yeah. we can go to medieval times. Okay, we Hell should book yeah. tickets after we finish we this episode. But audience, tune in next week for a special <laughs> episode of the podcast. Where we, we go just... to medieval times. Are we oh, recording God. anything, or are we just talking about us going to medieval times? We're going to oh, at God. least record a special episode talking about it. I don't know if we should. Should we I, attempt to record I something do at not, medieval I times? do not want to attempt to record in public. Like, you... You do not realize how much I don't want to do it. <laughs> All right, Nick really doesn't want to, which makes me want to do it more. I was going to say, I'm full board I, on I recording really, it. It makes me, like, really uncomfortable. That's fair. Like, I'm, I'm pretty down to just, like, shoot the shit and fuck around, like, here in public where, like, I'm doing that, and people are going to be very confused as to like what the fuck is going on over there. Like, <laughs> I'm just people I going to be confused in the fucking modern age of TikTok and just horrendous but... behavior. Is anyone even going to be confused at three dudes trying to record a podcast? So you're right, but I don't <laughs> want to be those three dudes. <laughs> this is a case of Nick does really does not want to fuck around and find out. Okay, so we're like, doing the evening show, right? Is the plan? Yes. I guess we'll record. Is... We can record a segment of us talking about medieval times, and then we can slap that onto special features. Because then the David has to do actual real life editing. I don't know how long the show is because I don't think we could do after, right? Because we're going to do the Saturday. Yeah. So we'd yeah. have to record. Let's, on let's Sunday. discuss this. Let's discuss this after. Episode. I mean, let's, no. This is good. this one. is content, Nick. <laughs> I'm sure the audience, audience is riveted by this conversation. Audience, I'm sorry. Don't be because sorry, Nick. If we could do the 4:30, we could do the show, then get dinner afterwards, and we we could record something we at get, dinner. We we get a dinner there, David. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but is they that serve... going to be enough? <laughs> I think. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot of food. I don't know a how much food. food it's going to be. I, I listen. My memories of this are very foggy, of medieval times. I, I believe it's a decent amount of food. Oh, um, we missed the sale. <laughs> we're gonna have to. Oh pay shit! The sale's over. Yeah, we're gonna have to pay full price. Well, it's a good thing Ooh. Nick is gonna get a raise. Yeah, Nick's he can pay for all us. of us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they're like eighty-five bucks. God. A ticket. Are we? Yeah. Well, audience, we're no longer going to medieval times. Now nah, we're going to medieval times. Uh, it's because we it's waited happening. so long. It's because it's so early. Oh, that's why. If we had ordered it more in advance, they would have been cheaper. Huh. By like twenty bucks, yeah. It's sixty-nine for an adult ticket if it's ordered uh two weeks in advance. Uh, good news, David. The voucher still works. Oh, you were able to apply the voucher? Yeah. 
He it remembered works the until code. The end of April. <laughs> it's on the website. I don't see it. <laughs> it's all right. Well, it Nick will order it. I guess we'll figure this out I later. Guess yeah, this we'll figure out later. But the, the, the it does work. Okay. All right. Anyways, medieval times. I mean, Merlin. <laughs> Merwin. Merwin. We begin with the most shocking thing to ever grace Merlin's uh, show writing, and that is continuity. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> with... Shocking, shocking con- continuity. Yep. With just all the fucking knights, for some reason, they're on their way back to Camelot for some- from somewhere. No, they're and... heading to a treaty signing, no? Are they? Because they don't go to the treaty signing, though. I thought this was coming back from it. Oh, maybe. Either way, they were doing things. They were doing and something, they, they... and they mentioned, hey, hey, we shouldn't go through, why are we going through the Valley of the Kings? Which I think is no. the third <laughs> mention of this, this <laughs> season. Yes, this is, this is a cursed location. Valley of the Fallen <laughs> Kings, like, Merlin is not down to go here. He's like, like nah, literally I'm... nothing ever good happens here. And Arthur's like, you're a fool, Merlin. And then they get attacked by mercenaries. <laughs> well, he's like, exactly. So many bad things happen here. No one will attack us here. <laughs> Nobody even knows we're coming this way. <laughs> I've only told the most trusted people in our kingdom. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Well, that is a lot of people attacking us. <laughs> that is so many people. What on earth? <laughs> hey. Hey, Percival does something. He kills a guy. Percival does Get do him. something, which is shocking. Percival kills a guy. Charlie's favorite character has lines in this episode. Yeah, and Percival's. then they're pretty much done at this point. No, Percival has lines later in the later scene again with Dragoon. Oh, yes. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. God. Fantastic um, part of this episode. But they're Anyways. fighting, and then uh, the knights are fighting them off, and Arthur gets dragged from his horse, and they're gonna, like, some guy's gonna stab him. Merlin does the magic to shoot him away, but oh no! The blatant, blatant magic. <laughs> Very oh, no. blatant magic. Because he was busy protecting Arthur, he didn't see the guy sneaking up behind him, and oh, he just got stabbed. <laughs> the guy sneaking up behind him on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, you know those you heard me. sneaky horses. <laughs> roll me, roll me a stealth check with disadvantage. Nat twenty. Okay, <laughs> sure. Well, first of all, you would be rolling an animal handling check, and then the horse would be rolling the stealth check. <laughs> <laughs> Is how that would play out. You know what? Fair enough. <laughs> and I would need a nat twenty from you to get the horse to do a stealth check in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> oh man get ready for that Beautiful next D session david oh no gonna go back and get those horses <laughs> they're, they're not horses kill one of the party members and they'll come back as a centaur <laughs> yeah we're we sorry go. we're gonna go get those mules <laughs> mules with robot legs <laughs> truly, mules with robot legs one of them has three of them truly the worst thing i've described in our dnd <laughs> Uh, it's fine anyways uh merlin he's down um arthur's got to carry him away now um and we cut to sort of like an after the battle like they've escaped um the bandits at least for the moment um 
they're doing the weird um like night is falling thing uh despite the fact that very clearly night is not falling they just <laughs> like put put a put a Blue lens over the camera filter look at look at that filter because, like, I'm specifically just, like, looking, and there's, like, a shot of the sky, and it is a bright blue sky that has just been filtered. <laughs> the making day-night technology has advanced quite a bit since Merlin has come out. It's, yeah, and, like, we can't blame them for it. No. Um, yes, we can. Like, <laughs> yes, we but, can. But, like, on the other they hand... They gave Merlin four million dollars an episode. I think it was only three, but still. Yeah, but it was also in pounds, so I'm just saying four million dollars. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> They gave Merlin a lot of money, is the point. <laughs> they could have done better. They could have filmed this at night. <laughs> kind of glad they didn't. This is fine. Uh, uh, but yeah, either way, uh, they um, are able to escape, but are still being hunted, hunted by the mercenaries. Hunter-rated. Uh, sorry? Hunter-rated. I heard you. I heard you flub. Anyways, um... <laughs> are we weirdos? Yes. Are we, yes. Is something wrong with yes. us? Oh, yes. <laughs> David, we're talking about Merlin and we talked about Fringe. <laughs> For, like, years. I mean, I Merlin guess that's valid. Is this Merlin just the first time you're like, hey, is something wrong with ago. me on a societal level? Yes. The answer is yes. I think I blame the pandemic. That is not the worst thing to blame, but also we had this idea pre-pandemic. I blame the Jews. <laughs> I wanted to blame something worse than David. <laughs> Wait, it's best to just what do you skip mean by worse? You, you blame the pandemic, and Nick's like, that's not the worst thing to blame. So I was like, what is the worst thing to blame? The Jews. I thought you were implying that the Jews were worse than the pandemic. Oh, God, no. The, more harm. the Jews are lovely people, and you need to stop being targeted by everyone with their problems. And that includes me. But that's also part of the joke. I thought the implication was that they were more harmful, which is also fucked up. Jesus. All right. <sighs> Never getting through this episode, are we? <laughs> Merlin's dying. That's all we need to know. Merlin is dying, and he's begging Arthur to just let him die so that Merlin can heal himself and kill all the yes. mercenaries. This is this is literally like Merlin's like, just please leave me, please. I can do this if better if you're me, not looking. I can call if you leave me, I can call Big Dragon, who can heal me and take me away from here. Please if you leave, leave I can me. just heal myself. I know healing magic. I am in so much pain. Please go away. And Arthur's like, you know healing what now? Nothing? I'm dying. I'm delirious. Go away. I swear. I know so many... I know so many healing potions that Gaius taught me. I know the opposite of the spell that killed your father. I mean, wait, what? Ah, uh, couldn't you imagine if the dragon was like, Ah, yes, Merlin, you should kill Uther at his weakest. <laughs> and, and then the pendant reversed the, the death spell, and Uther is now immortal. I would have loved that. Got a new breakpoint fanfiction. No, no, no. Uther becomes immortal and also imbued with magic. Oh, he, he becomes the very thing user. he hates. Exactly. And uses it to kill all the Classic. magic users without any Classic acid TV hypocrisy. Uh, 
But yeah, they get... Uh, I think we've even seen these steps like five times. I'm pretty sure the Merlin location scouts found this place and were like, okay, every outdoor shot, we're going here. No matter what, we're going to be within 20 yards of this stone structure. And we're going to use it for everything. And you can't really blame them. It's a nice spot. It's it's a fantastic set. Like, yeah. <laughs> they've they picked a nice forest apparently um to, to do this in <laughs> that's another good blooper is um anthony stewart head from season three on the commentaries is oh this is a very lovely set wait this isn't a set set it's a wood oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways um arthur refuses to leave merlin behind um does realize that he's dying though and starts you know trying to treat him a little bit better and let him know like you know like hey you know you were you, you were a good person um just just so you know that like <laughs> i'm gonna you know, miss we'll you when you're dead you die but you're but you are a good person you're gonna live but also you are my favorite servant and i'll never fi- be able to replace you and merlin just I'll like never what? forget you <laughs> <laughs> sorry excuse me i'm more than just my job please <laughs> i had hobbies uh. <laughs> Merlin finally I, gets I drank relief a from lot. Arthur. I loved going to when... the tavern. <laughs> so much tavern. <laughs> but yeah, Merlin's finally able to get away from Arthur when the bandits eventually catch up with them. Arthur starts fighting them, uh, is able to fend off two of them, then sees a bunch of them running through, and Merlin goes, sweet, rock magic, rocks fall. Can't find me anymore. Now I'm dead to these bandits. Could you imagine if the spell failed and it was just Percival pushing rocks again? He's like, this is the only way I know how to help. I found some rocks. I guess it's time to push them. Can you no, guys... No, like, he didn't, he, didn't find, he didn't find the rocks. He saw that there was a big rock shelf up there uh, and just stabbed his sword really hard into it, breaking <laughs> off rocks. He looked at the rocks really hard and they got scared, and so they decided to run away. <laughs> Can you guys believe we get actual Percival backstory and he doesn't even say it? Wait, do we? It's yes, we do. We, we find we get actual we get, Percival backstory. We get motivations of Percival and he doesn't say them. I do not remember <laughs> they, this. They they come from Merlin. No. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's actually start to try and get to that spot. Never uh, in the episode here. Um shocker uh aggravain was behind this attack um and drags uh the still i'm gonna say dying merlin back to morgana um and morgana's not pleased uh because shockingly uh when this raid fails it's not great for her um and all that she got was merlin which like the fuck are you gonna do with a merlin (laughs) i mean she knows exactly what to do with a merlin and that's strung him up and torture him yeah works out well um let's let's torture him and then figure out how we can turn him to our side uh with magic you're obviously you're obviously not very good at what you're doing aggravain so i'll just make another better servant uh yeah aggravain really gets dunked on this episode and i'm real happy about it good he's such a shit character it it, honestly it feels like the writers got a time machine listened to our complaints and then address them in this episode. <laughs> That's the ultimate plot twist, is the Merlin writers are secretly listening to our podcast through a time machine. 
why merlin raiders why because why we're the do this? we're the best podcast talking about merlin yeah because in the future where the merlin writers come from we're the number one podcast unfortunately they butterfly affected it and we decided to do merlin as our second show no no, no david they're not in the future they're in the past. They have a time machine to no, the no. future. They've come from the future and they were like, let's go back in time and make a show and get the <laughs> okay. number one podcast of all time to review it, to make the show popular. But in doing that, they've made us unpopular. <laughs> oh my, you robbed, you stole the future from us, Merlin writers. <laughs> you dastardly no, villains. Haven't. That's the time loop that's happened. I was going to oh, no. be they somebody. Now I'll just have to do this as a fun thing on the side with friends. Oh no! Damn it! We could have been making money off this. It's 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 a real it's a real shame that you know I have a have a job that I enjoy. But Nick, we could have been famous. We could have been grooming youths for sex. No, we couldn't have been because we made a pact. <laughs> do we still hey, make Charlie. that pact in this alternate timeline? Hey, yes, we made Charlie. the pact during Fringe. Hey, Charlie. Don't fuck kids. It's really easy. It's really easy. Just don't do it. <laughs> it's not like cheating on your wife, which is incredibly hard to do. Somehow we incredibly hard. We think. We'll I'm get gonna... more evidence of this soon. <laughs> Hopefully in like a year and a bit, I'll be able to tell you. How difficult it is. Dark musical sting. <laughs> Start one of those right there, David. Oh, no. <laughs> edit, edit that anyway. pit out and save it just in case <laughs> oh no um, so just as a heads up we're 40 minutes into this episode oh good we, lord listen, we bullshitted for quite a while before we started the episode as well fair, we're fair only enough. like 32 are, minutes into this episode we are we are seven minutes into the, into this fucking TV right, show. Nick, please, please, please do some pulling us out of this. Oh my god! All right, Morgana. Um, after deciding torture is too good for Merlin, oh. uh, instead, um, pulls out Spooky Snake. Um, apparently she paid attention to what and... Gaius was doing. Sorry, she paid attention to what Gaius was doing and got snakeheads. Yeah. Th- Except her snakeheads are better. Uh, <laughs> instead of just, it's better of just because, being used as a oops. Well, it's also multiple snakeheads per snake, right? Like, it's ooh. it's infinite snakeheads if you keep the one snake. She should, yeah. As long as you keep the mother snake, you're fine. What I don't understand is why she hasn't just opened up a restaurant. That's an infinite source of food. Ah, <laughs> oh, tastier snakehead. And with the unicorn, snake is delicious. Have you never had snake before? I have not. No, guys, you could do a snakehead kebab on a unicorn horn. <laughs> oh my god, and that's it's so just cursed. an infinite <laughs> supply of kebabs <laughs> and snakeheads. All right, so in the Merlin universe, technically, we know there are in- you can have infinite unicorn resources and you can have infinite snakehead resources. <laughs> yes, preferably from different people. Uh... With those two things. Do you think you could run an entire society off of just one unicorn and one terrible multi-headed snake? Uh, maybe? Uh, no. Like, I think you could for a little while, 
but eventually someone's gonna someone else is gonna kill the unicorn or someone else is gonna try and get rid of the fucking heads because they're sick of them like some someone's gonna come and fuck up your infinite supply it's a very pessimistic view on life hmm that's, All right, that's, that's what's gonna I happen. I will excitedly wait for the next infinite resource that Merlin reveals. <laughs> it's gonna be some bullshit thing that comes from the lake, probably. I mean, there is also an aspect of the couple life that was never fully examined. Uh, what happens if a limb is chopped off one of those people? Like, does the Good limb question. regrow? Could we mm-hmm. have a fire punch situation? May- maybe. Can we not have a fire punch situation? <laughs> we don't not. need to talk about fire Anyways. punch. Audience, if you don't know what fire Anyways. punch is, don't look it up. <laughs> don't look it up. You don't, you don't need to read that manga. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> Just read Chainsaw Man. It's so much better. I mean, honestly, though. Anyways. <laughs> All right, Nick wants us to talk Anyways. about the episode. <laughs> Anyways. Nick, this is why we can't record this late. This I'm, sorry. I'm, s- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm also drank my entire um, beer already. <laughs> Oh no. oh no. Anyways, um while Merlin is um becoming one with the snake, uh Arthur uh dispatches out some uh some knights to try and find Merlin or at least retrieve his body. Um which is honestly probably what he's really considering at this point. Uh the knights have no luck, um and while Arthur is uh trying his best to be like just just go back out, go find him. I, he's out there somewhere. Um Eventually, Aggravate's able to be like, no, like, they can't keep doing that. Like, we can't just send more people out. Like, he's gone. I'll, I'll find you a new servant. It's going to be fine. And um, then Leon also points out, hey, the only way we could have been attacked where we were is if someone from Camelot leaked the information. We have a, yes. we have a spy. We have a traitor. Gasp. There's Who could have seen this coming? Sus imposter <laughs> among us. All right, Nick. <laughs> you wanted to get through the episode. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, Morgana finishes putting uh, the, the snake in Merlin's neck. Um, and uh, we wake up the next morning <laughs> to Arthur, this new manservant. George. Oh, fuck, George. <laughs> I hope George is a permanent character. George is now my favorite character over <laughs> Jeffrey. Because Jeffrey's a fucking yellow-bellied coward. <laughs> oh, no. Are you telling me that George wouldn't serve Morgana if Morgana became became queen? I My headcanon is George would off himself before doing that. Goddamn. <laughs> I, do, I do, like... Like someone at costuming had fun making George have the same outfit as Merlin, just done better. Just it's the clothing it's looks really, nicer and it's cleaner. Like yeah, like the the it's, blue is a brighter blue. His scarf is actually like not threadbare and tucked in and worn properly. The jacket's all nice. It's this episode had a really had a, a lot of really nice touches. I'll say it's. It's also, like, really fucked up if you consider it from, like, that side, because definitely, like, Aggravator, whoever else was, like, hiring the new manservant was like, alright, I got a specific way that you gotta dress. We gotta, we gotta... <laughs> Do you think Aggravate hired this man? I don't know who hired this man. Maybe it was Gwen. <laughs> I just, I just think this was the next servant in line to serve him. 
And you, I think all the other so servants. You think he saw. Yeah, no, you I think th- he saw what Merlin was dressed up as and went, "That's what Arthur likes." Yeah. G- genuinely, listen, Merlin was assigned to be Arthur's servant because he saved their life in the first episode, right? Like, yes. it wasn't like he was specifically hired because he's a fantastic servant. If you're going to be the servant to the prince and also now the king, like, I assume this should be the top tier servant, which is what George is. George, George is the top tier servant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, George probably comes from a long line of servants to the king. <laughs> and that's why Uther was like, he was, his father was probably Uther's servant is my headcanon. <laughs> Except for the fact that in the end, Gwen was Uther's servant. Yeah, uh, but that's when he went. That's when he went uh, fucking crazy. And you didn't help. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all. That's all real weird. So, oh yeah, this. <laughs> just to bring up something I noticed for this episode. Um, this mm-hmm. episode is written by Lucy Watkins. Lucy Watkins has only written four episodes of Merlin total. This being okay. one of them, she writes another episode later that I assume is the return of Lancelot, because it's called Lancelot Dulac in season four. But <laughs> might, before might that, be. he, she also wrote the Changeling episode, <laughs> which is where Arthur gets tries to marry that woman who's been replaced by a yep. Changeling, and yep. Sweet Dreams. <laughs> Wait, what was Sweet Dreams? Which is the other one where Arthur falls in love with a woman. Oh my what? god. <laughs> What a weird set of episodes. So these Does... are the four episodes she's written, Lucy. And Lucy, you're my favorite writer right now, Marilyn. <laughs> Lucy, for, for this episode, uh, or for the for the for the coming episode, David Lancelot of the Lake. She's which no, is she's the writer who knows about continuity because she wrote Changeling, oh, that's which fair. is where Buck's floaty stick showed up for the last time. And fair the Fae, yeah. <laughs> like and sweet dreams fuck? which was all about falling in love with the like alternate uh king olaf's daughter like with the trickster or the hey. trickler sorry huh. hey lucy oh, do you have a mind control fetish <laughs> I, I, just a common theme in a couple of these episodes <laughs> appears to be oh no person is, is Lancelot gonna be brought back with mind controlled <laughs> oh no the only way that he could cuck Arthur. Oh, no. oh my god, that's what's gonna happen. Morgana's gonna bring him back to life and he's gonna be mind controlled. And he's gonna fuck Gwen. And he's gonna try and fuck Gwen. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> and it's all the way, Lucy. Why I... do all of your episodes have mind control with them? <laughs> Wait. So, so, so Lucy props on the continuity this is a horrendous connection we've made concerning about the other connection we'll see what happens oh no it's like the totally spies writers who inserted just all the fetishes all the time it is just the whole of her episodes she's only written four episodes and that's totally what's gonna happen to Lancelot Oh no! Well, I, I, I guess, I guess you'd know what you get if you hire her to write an episode for you. I, mean, I guess. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I gotta look up what everything else she's written. Just continue. Oh no! All right. Well, 
while while david's doing that um arthur then then does decide like fuck it i can't send the knights out but i'll go out myself the kingdom doesn't need me i'm gonna go find my servant uh mainly because i don't everything about george is a little bit unsettling uh yeah he's a little bit too excited about everything yeah no you 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 can tell george is just a little bit too into all of the things yeah comparing him to merlin on that front um little little bit of a contrast just a little bit yeah um, like merlin hates to do any physical labor and george is like step on me harder king arthur yes uh but um, this was the only kind of weird point in the episode is arthur's like i gotta go find merlin and gwen's like do you though do you have to go find him do you like it's it's like he's he's dead to be fair gwen's only heard second hand uh Merlin suffered a probably mortal wound, and then uh, rocks fell, and he was left with bandits surrounding him who wanted to kill Arthur. Yeah, uh, and that's the last that we know. From Gwen's side, he dead. Don't don't go find him. Like he's he's dead, and it's probably a trap to get you. Like, yeah. Like there's there's no way that this isn't just like yep. What this is a trap. Like the bandits are just waiting with you know the the corpse of merlin but it, uh, for arthur to come and retrieve it's it. fine because he has he's got his good gawain good pal gawain handsomely just there and then hell yeah the next seed is three seconds long and hey merlin crawls out of a bog arthur hugs him and then we're back home i don't exactly know why this scene was needed <laughs> Uh, because they had to go and find him. I mean, he could have just trudged his way back into the kingdom and been like, Sire, Merlin's returned. Yeah, that would have also worked. Uh, but this was funnier because then we got to see Merlin covered in mud, <laughs> hugging an Arthur. It really feels like they wrote the scene this way just so that they could make the actor be covered in mud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, why would you not? Like, yeah. We we have talked about how much we enjoy some of the slapstick comedy that's in this. This is this is the slapstick episode so far. All right, guys. This is yes. Looking at Lucy Watkins' uh, filmography and what she's written, uh, she wrote some episodes of some a few other shows. They didn't scream mind control with me, so this might just be a coincidence that all her Merlin things were mind control. Hmm. Or that was just what she was, you know, that, that, that was just what, like, you know, her current vibe was, we'll say, well, <laughs> in, like, 2011, 2012. Oh, no. I don't like that she, energy. She really discovered herself this year. I don't like this energy. Uh, any, anyways, uh, Merlin's back. He's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, Gaius, uh, I had a chance, the, when the bandits captured me, I had a chance to poison their food. Uh, can I can I have some poison? I should keep it on me at all times, just in case this, that that situation ever arises again. Hey, what's some really yes, good like, poison? Do you know really good poisons? <laughs> can I have no some of that reason, really good poison? For no reason at all. What's your strongest poison, my dude? <laughs> I, I need some. I need some good poison. Um, and yeah, guys is like, you know what? That's fine. Uh, he's definitely got some ptsd from that kidnapping uh just take the poison merlin i'm sure you're not going to do anything bad with this uh and um he obviously doesn't he just goes to the kitchen and uh grabs some food for arthur nothing else and insults a lot of people he's merlin is very sassy um from this point out which 
Yes. This begs the question because happy go lucky and sassy. Because it's supposed to be like the worm is telling him or the snake is telling him what to do. But I don't know how much of it is the snake is directing his actions or it's just being like, hey, this would be a fun thing to do is would be to kill Arthur. You should go kill Arthur now. So so I expect that the like if we're, if we're trying to do this in like sort of a weird way, the snake is loosening his like inhibitions, uh, which is why he's like sassier and saying things like being more snippy with people is because Merlin has to hold his tongue a lot. A counterpoint to that, uh, why and... doesn't he just use magic to kill Arthur then? If he really, really wants to kill Arthur. Um, I think the snake's plan here is maybe for him not to just die right after, or maybe there's still some like self-preservation instincts where he knows if he uses magic, like, not a good idea. Like, maybe the like, I don't want to be using magic is overriding that. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, Merlin also way, doesn't remember uh, escapes... anything, so I'm willing to side more closely to it's the snake. Yeah. Maybe the snake doesn't know he has magic. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way it makes sense in my mind. Okay. I'm, I am okay with that. Uh, either way, he escapes the kitchen, um, only being snippy to a couple of the cooks, um, and runs into Gawain, who really wants his food. Because that's <laughs> Gawain's personality now. Gawain always, always hungry. He's a hungry boy. <laughs> Wayne, Gawain is hungry, um, and Percival is big. Is there, those are their, their that's, personalities. That's all you need to know about these guys. And Elian is here and occasionally Gwen's brother. Yes. But only when it really uh, matters. Only when it matters. Um, but yeah, Merlin arrives uh, with food for Arthur only to uh, find out that Gwen has already gotten food for Arthur. Um, which, you know, real, real dick move there, Gwen. <laughs> what the fuck? Merlin says as much where he's like, oh my fucking god. Just let me be, be a servant. I know please. you want to bang, but get off my turf. He's like, oh, next you'll be making a bath for him. Which she... Which does end up happening, actually. Yeah. Gwen sees Arthur's dick this episode. <laughs> like she hasn't seen it before. Fine. But Gwen sees Arthur's dick. Gwen sees Arthur's dick on camera. About that. <laughs> I'll agree to that. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, the food that Gwen brought is better. Um, and Arthur's like, don't worry, Merlin. Um, why don't you have that? I'm just, it, it's fine. You, you can leave now. Gwen's got this. Go, go get some rest. Um, and, uh, Merlin's first attempt, uh, at killing Arthur with, uh, poisoning the food, it just does not work. Um, and he just, I think, just throws it out on his way back to- He throws to it into a, he throws it into a pig pen. Yeah. And this is like heavily poisoned food, which is why incredibly yeah, poisoned. Which is why <laughs> later poisoned. the 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 pigs are found dead and guys is like this is wolfsbane. This is the most deadly poison known to man, which I also have issues with cuz like no, you've encountered Well, no, it's aconite. Yeah, wolfsbane to you. Okay. They're they're the same thing. Okay. Listen, it may not be it's it's the most powerful poison that Gaius had on him. But yeah, they uh That's... they they find out, oh no, maybe something is wrong with Merlin. In the meantime, Merlin's getting a crossbow. <laughs> yeah. 
Listen, I love God. this second half this of this is, episode. This is the it's turning so point of the episode. It's so good. Oh my god. What a fantastic scene. Was... Just like talking to Leon like, hey, I need a... Leon's like, hey, what you what you doing with that crossbow? And he's like, ah, gotta gotta go, Arthur, gotta go kill something. Well, no, he's like, Arthur wants a crossbow, and he's like, well, he probably doesn't want that one. That won't even hurt a fly. And Merlin's like, huh, good point. Which crossbow here would hurt someone? <laughs> what do you even want that crossbow like, for honestly. anyway? Oh, gonna go kill Arthur? Oh, ha ha! I'm sure you do. All right, see you later, Merlin. Captain the guard got important duties here well, to secure like, the kingdom. But it's also Leon going. Oh yeah, he does drive you crazy. And he's like, not for long. <laughs> it's just so chipper. Oh, it's it's beautiful. Such a good it's, scene. God, it's 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 fantastic. Um, I was loud. I was like audibly laughing, which is crazy for Merlin. Oh. It's it's actually really good. Um and yeah, Merlin goes to set the crossbow trap, uh setting it up in in the fucking cupboard. Um and oh look, Arthur's gonna open up the cupboard. Uh unfortunately, he opened up the wrong side. No, he opens the right uh, side, but he doesn't open it up enough. And then also yes. doesn't look inside. And then Merlin goes, no. What's wrong with my trap? and then almost kills himself. <laughs> And that has to hide the arrow that is now embedded into his uh, and, into his bed frame. Like thing here, did they actually shoot a crossbow bolt into that bed frame? Because there's a hole, or is that just where the prop goes and they kind of do some quick CG to make it seem like a bolt's flying through the air? I would bet that they, I would bet that they do some quick CG and that they drilled that hole for him to like pull yeah. the, the arrow out of. That's what I expect, but it could be fun the other way. It would be. But also horrifying. Uh, <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah, pig is pig is dead. Um, and uh, we're into uh murder attempt or assassination attempt number three for Merlin here. Um, as uh, Arthur is getting dressed, um, Merlin's like, "Hey, yeah, you gotta get dressed." As he looks around for something to try and kill Arthur with. Oh, get um, me the ceremonial sword for this knighting ceremony. Ah, yes, the sword. The sword. Ah, the ceremonial sword. <laughs> Merlin's like, Colin's eyes are so wide as well. He's fully, like, gone insane. Uh, also, during this uh, is where we do get the, uh, uh, the introduction to Percival's backstory for Merlin here. Because Arthur, while getting dressed, is discussing, you know, be... Oh, yeah, who uh, could be the traitor? people out. And can't be Percival. His uh, you know, family was killed, and he swore to lead. Like his family was killed by raiders. I think. No, it's by uh, Senred. By Senred. Yeah. His family was uh, murdered by Senred's armies. Can't be him. <laughs> Absolutely not. And you're like, oh my god, this is the most Percival lore we've ever gotten. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you think this is Casually the extent of the Percival lore we will get? Or will there be more Percival lore? No, that's it. This is... <laughs> oh, wait. Shit. Actually, on that, on, on the on the, uh, on the notes of, uh, like, just casually dropping, uh, like, sort of insane lore, uh, reminds me, uh, I was... Uh, I watched a little bit of a uh, fantastic TV show called Kid Nation. Um, oh, my God. Which... I know all about Kid Nation. <laughs> 
the fuck is Kid Nation? That show is insane. Absolutely show insane. Is Kid Nation one, was a crime, is what it was. It's it's legitimately, <laughs> I think, one of the most evil TV shows to have ever existed. All right, Charlie, imagine like, Survivor with less rules and less oversight, but now imagine every contestant is under the age of 15. Oh my god. <laughs> they, they took 40 children and put them in a ghost town. And they had to. They basically had to survive. No, no parents, no adults, not a lot of rules for forty days. <laughs> That's amazing. It is horrifying. You should watch it, Charlie. Uh, anyways, there's only one, one, one season the, one of, for obvious reasons. There's only one season <laughs> because they got investigated, and I think charges were brought up against yeah, them after because it was because literally a crime. <laughs> How dare, how dare media enforcers. This is censorship. (laughs) This is big government ruining entertainment again. Um, Anyways, one of the kids uh, at one point is talking about his family and mentions that he lived like in a zoo um, and like just casually drops that. And then there's no reference to it. And like no one else talks about it on the TV show. Like it's just like. Oh, that's kind of weird. What if that kid's like lying and is just saying he like lived like lives at a zoo? And then like four episodes later, um, he reveals that both of his parents are like elephant trainers, and it's like that's why he's at the zoo. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Kid Nation, you say, Charlie? Charlie, you should go. You should go watch this. What if the other actually insane things about the TV show? Um, they had to vote, like, they voted a council of, the, like, four of the kids who are basically leaders of this town. The end of every episode, those four kids then vote and give one of the kids a gold star worth $20,000. End of every episode, four children decide one of these other, like, 36 children deserves $20,000. <laughs> Producer, producer well, Tom also... Foreman acknowledged that Kids Nation would inevitably share some elements with Lord of the Flies. They also specifically <laughs> divided the kids into four roles where they had laborers, cooks, merchants, and the upper class. Yes. <laughs> it's... Adults it's were present off-camera actually... during production, including cameramen, producers, a medic, and a child psychologist, although all interacted with the children as little as possible. We should do a season of Kid Nation, but anyway. Participants also missed a month of school, but Foreman suggested that such real-world tasks such as preparing a group (laughs) breakfast and doing physical chores constituted an educational experience in its own right. This this is legitimately, like, it was actually a crime. Like, it is is one of the most evil TV shows you can watch. To spoil one last thing, because it's insane to me, um... Charlie, just just to give you a context as to how insane this thing is. So these kids do not get a chance to talk to their families. Uh, whoever wins the gold star at the end of the episode, the like adult who's like, you know, the like host of the show goes, here, here's the one key to the one telephone in oh the town. Oh my god. How did you go and tell your family? That's not the insane part. That like that sounds insane. That's not the insane part. In one of the episodes, so every episode there's a challenge that they have to complete, and if each of the four factions completes the challenge within the time, they win a like they win a prize, and they have to pick between two things uh, as like the rewards from that prize. One of the episodes, the two rewards were uh, like three to four ponies uh, that they could <laughs> use to help them like carry water back and forth and for fun, or letters written by their parents. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Oh my god! We, Charlie, don't watch this episode. We should do a season in between Merlin and the next show we do where we just watch Kid Nation. There is also, I looked it up, there's a, a British series, only four episodes, called Boys and Girls Alone, which is a four-part series featuring 20 children aged between 8 and 11 living without adults in a pair of villages. Yeah, but that's horrendous. Anyways, Merlin, guys, get, Nick pulled us off track. I apologize. <laughs> I, I I apologize. I, I was I was I was watching. I was I was in, I was in a stream watching that last night. It was it was just insane. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, no, we we learned about Percival. Um, we have uh, Merlin charge at uh, at Arthur with the sword, uh, only to knock himself over um, while running at Merlin, uh, and then being caught and like. Basically, just dragged away. No, Gwen, uh, by Gaius and Gwen. Gwen smacks him in the head with a metal pot first. <laughs> yeah. so Gwen good. concusses him pretty harshly. Which is so good because she does it and then looks at it and goes, "Oh fuck, maybe that was too hard." <laughs> Holy shit! Did I just kill Merlin? <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure this is fine. also He'll be fine. still super upsetting. Gwen doesn't know Merlin has magic. Nope. Somehow, some way, they didn't decide that these episodes would be made better if Gwen was in on the secret. Nah, can't have can't have the soon to be queen know this secret. That's that's not okay. <sighs> um, but yeah, we have Gaius uh, remove Snakehead One from Merlin, mm-hmm. uh, and everything's fine. This happened, and I was like, oh my god, Gaius is gonna get more Snakeheads now. Like he can start a collection. He can start a collection. It'll be fantastic. Um, and, uh, at the same time, look at this, uh, everything's looking up for, you know, our heroes in this episode, uh, Merlin, no longer snake infested, uh, Arthur, figuring out who the spy could be, it has to be Agravain. um, like, literally the rest of the knights are, are all too cool, um, Agravain's the only one who could, like, potentially have some, uh, some reasons to, uh, want Arthur dead, uh, and Arthur goes and conv- confronts Agravain. Uh, and Agravain's like, but wait, what about Gaius? Agravain then performs a speech check and wins. Somehow, <laughs> Arthur's fucking insight check was like a five. Because he's like, you know what? It could have been Gaius. Gaius would definitely right. put Merlin in harm's way. You're right. This is something that Gaius would do. The man who, you know, has been accused in the past um and then proven how loyal a servant he is also i'm pretty sure he used to be a magic user and then he ratted them all out i don't think he can really survive without me like he definitely betrayed a lot of people and was real chill with my dad so you know what i think we're okay but in the meantime but no hey merlin's making him a nice um non-acidic bath just ignore the fact that he melted a sword in that bath water (laughs) And it's not breaking the wooden bathtub? Oh my god, him putting the sword in, pulling it out, melting it, and cackling was so good. <laughs> and then once again, Gwen and um, Gaius notice that, hey, he's got a snake the back of his head again. Gotta go knock him out a second time with the same jug. It's so good. This is, this is my new favorite episode of Merlin. And then Arthur's like Arthur's talking to Merlin, like going through his thoughts, and then comes out completely naked, which A implies he would have been fine with Merlin seeing him naked. 
Um, and yes, then sees that's, Gwen that's, that's and fine. is like, oh shit. Um, hi Gwen. And she stares a little bit too long at the dong. <laughs> She's definitely like, bit. high stress situation. Ooh, Arthur's naked. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> There's my royal throne. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, we get we get the awkward um, naked Arthur scene. Uh, Gaius also does his part to you know stare, then be like, "Yeah, Merlin needed to go for a little bit. He really fucked up your bath. Don't go in the bath. Do not go in that bath. That bath is way too hot. <laughs> and then uh, and nothing else. He kind of slinks back behind the changing window, and I'm pretty sure. Um, what is it, Bradley James? I'm pretty sure he's hiding a laugh as he's like kind of inching his way back over. I think you can see like the t- the beginnings of a smirk happening, and I really want to know how many oh, yeah. takes that shot took. It's got to have been a couple. Yeah. Um god, this is such a good episode. It's so great. Anyways, uh the now unconscious Merlin is uh dragged back to Gaius's uh um, to Gaius's place, uh, and uh, they try a different thing. Instead of just removing the snake, they like freeze it this yeah, time. Yeah, they knock it out with some some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, just like that's... the MacGuffin. The MacGuffin gets it. Uh... <laughs> Gaius dabs it with a bag and it goes, ah, yes, it's paralyzed. <laughs> You'll be fine. For this now. always works to my other Merlin, snakes. Can... I mean, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Merlin, we must discuss what... <laughs> What happened? How did this occur? Oh, it was Morgana who conjured the snake? And then you remember nothing? Okay, well, you probably gotta go r- get rid of the original. Here's what it was. Um, but how are, how are you gonna go do that? And how are you gonna go face her? Like, y- you can't go as you. That's not gonna work. Merlin's like, don't worry, I got this. Dragoon is making a comeback. And this episode only gets better, because Dragoon is back. Um, and, <laughs> we yeah, get we have the Merlin. best Dragoon scene. <laughs> so good yeah merlin makes his way a little ways into the forest uh and then transforms into dragoon smartly doesn't just transform in camelot he does he does know that that's a bad idea he does decide Uh, to leave a little but still is caught by the fucking four knights yeah four knights all named he can't kill them (laughs) they just show up i was shocked that it was all of them like what are they doing they're just hanging out I guess they know. I just love. He's. I guess they know Dragoon killed the previous king. I guess, but still. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I just I really enjoy that we get like Dragoon attempting to get back on his horse because wait, being old and trying to like get into a saddle seems. Uh, and the d- looks away and doesn't turn back until the knights are way too close. <laughs> just, uh, just pretend I don't see them. If I pretend I don't see them, they don't exist. I don't see you. You can't see me. Nah. Nah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, and like, audience, if you haven't seen the episode, you may be like, why do they keep going? Yeah, that's just, that's not an old man sound. No, but that is the sound Merlin makes as Dragoon. <laughs> He's walking around so and good. he goes, I'm Dragoon. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Although he seems to have lost the moniker Dragoon. He only calls himself the Great Wizard Dragoon in the one episode. Yeah, but he upsetting. also doesn't that's call okay, himself though. anything else. So I just I'm gonna keep calling him Dragoon. As you should. We're gonna call him Emerson this episode. 
Well, that's because Morgana had the vision quest where she saw him, yeah. right? And that's why she thinks yes. she's, he's Emrys. <laughs> yes. This this episode um, just felt like um, Colin Morgan was being extra sassy on set in like the last couple episodes. And they went, fine, we'll give you an episode. You can be as sassy as you want the entire time. Fine. You can be Dragoon again. (laughs) Maybe this is Colin Morgan's fetish. (laughs) He's being in the old man makeup. He just loves it so much. Yeah. Maybe that's what the lore is. I could buy into that. Uh, Anyways, um, the knights attempt to arrest Dragoon. uh, And Dragoon's like, nah, I I think think we're good um do not uh there's no reason for me to go back to camelot with you guys kicks their collective uh, asses uh, and yeah we have percival who is the closest just like draws sword and put it up against the uh, dragoon here and it's like ow that hurts he's like percival that sword Please, is sharp you moron <laughs> i'm surprised the knights aren't like how the fuck do you know our names <laughs> like that's what i would be concerned about I mean, he's a great and powerful wizard. Of course, he knows your name. <laughs> and as we and as we then see, the great and powerful wizard fuck up four knights <laughs> with ease, with complete ease, including stacking three of them so that he can get on his horse. Yeah, directly. so he, he makes a mounting block out of Elian, um, Percival, per- and Leon. Percival and Leon. <laughs> he's leaves Gawain out of it, but like it's it's because he um, and he broke Percival's sword too. Like he snapped oh, a sword in half with his magic. Like maybe, maybe Merlin should just be in charge of all the fighting from now on, and maybe don't no. don't heat up the swords, Merlin. Just break them like that. There are better ways to deal with it. Um, and yeah, we then cut to uh some Agravane telling Morgana like, "Hey, don't worry, <laughs> um." The king now oh, suspects, yeah. <laughs> uh, suspected me. He's like, I've got uh, fantastic now, worry, news. Gaius. I I said a bad thing about Gaius, and Morgana's like, that's it. That's all <laughs> that's you it? did. Do you know how many times? Do you know how many times Gaius has gotten out of bad <laughs> shit with the kingdom? Do you know how many times Gaius has been specifically accused of being a traitor? Like all the fucking time. It kind of it's kind of gotten old, and then also does just continue to dunk on aggravate of like, hey, you you better make sure Gaius dies and that your position's secure. Otherwise, I got no use for you. Like being very very clear. She's just like, you call this um, good news? Like you didn't even really do anything. Like leave. And he's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh man. But like seriously, we were bitching. Um, Aggravate's kind of useless, and. Why is he hanging with Morgana? And then Morgana's like, why are you hanging out with me? Get, get out of here. I'm telling you, time machine. Um, Morgana's like, it's kind of gross yeah. that you're simping for me when you're my uncle. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> kind of weird. Um, Dragoon makes his way to He's Morgana's not her uncle. And... Isn't he? No, we've been through this. Agravain no, is... We ha- yeah, we have been through right. this. Sorry, Arthur's I forgot that Agravain brother. has no motivation and is just a simp. <laughs> Sorry. Agravain's motivation is his sister died. Like, but it, which makes zero sense because Uther's dead already. And if it's like, oh, I don't like magic, why are you helping someone who wants to instill magic in the kingdom? Like, uh, that is a stated goal of hers. 
Anyways, let's get to the other sort of one of what I think potentially one of my favorite scenes of the episode where um old old man Merlin uh sees um Agravay and leave and then sees Morgana go out and is like, sweet, I can just sneak in, grab it, and then get out. Uh makes his way inside and starts looking around. Morgana comes back with some leaves. He like sneers at her, and Morgana just goes, Oh shit, and closes the door. <laughs> my dreams are real. <laughs> her panic closing the door was so fucking funny. I was that was fantastic. It was so Just good. the contrast between Merlin going like, nah, digging through all your stuff, nah, and her being like, you're, like actual terror on her face <laughs> is so good, because she's like, you're not real, you're just in my dream. And he goes, yes, I'm not here, ignore me. I'm going to take this snake and fuck off. <laughs> well, also Merlin going like, take this, this is a great opportunity I've been given. <laughs> I'm not real. <laughs> Did this never happen? <laughs> uh... Uh, unfortunately, when he then does grab the snake, um, yeah, he like leaves the hut, and has... she's like, "Wait, or I can kill you now." <laughs> Why would I not just try and kill you? I guess. Um, and we get a magic battle. Yeah, like an actually kind of reasonable. Well, I won't say reasonably cool. It's a lot of them looking at each other and then being flung somewhere. Yes, magic is a lot of force in this. Like this. <laughs> It's a lot of force damage, it feels yeah. like. I mean, hey, Merlin does use, like, a wind invocation. He does. Appears, like, using, like, a appears to suck Morgana. Third-level spell Yeah, slot. appears to suck Morgana up into the air. And then she just goes flying again, so I guess it really didn't do anything that special. But hey, he, it just looked he gets the, the snakes and then destroys them in a fire and is all okay now. Uh, and then gets back to the kingdom, and Arthur's like, hey... Good to see you're back from the tavern. Because he... Merlin also tells Gaius, like, hey, gotta go be an old man. Cover for me. But you can't use the tavern as a cover. Like, that's not <laughs> allowed. stop using the tavern as a <laughs> Which cover. Which is, if anything, the most suspicious thing to say, because they're just gonna assume you're at the tavern. <laughs> but I think... I think the writers knew the beats, because he goes, you gotta cover for me. Just say I'm anywhere. And I'm like, okay, guy. I, out loud, I'm like, you're at the tavern. And then he opens the door and goes, I'm not at the tavern, though. And the timing on it was bang on. Um, but yeah, then we cut back and Arthur's just like, two days at the tavern. <laughs> the fuck, dude? George here is going to teach you how to be a real servant. And uh, Merlin's like, why don't you just hire him? And Arthur's like, he's really fucking boring and I can't be around him for long. Like, you at least provide entertainment. <laughs> That's pretty much what it seems like. He's like, he's so boring, and I want to have someone to talk to. And I'm like, just then hire him, and then you and Merlin can just hang out and be pals. Allow me to live my uh, yeah my romance and fantasies. Our other, our, our other sort of, like, final scene of this episode is um, Agravain, uh making his way back out to Morgana, because I guess he didn't get dunked on hard for, enough. Yeah, like, why is uh, he going back out there? I, it, there doesn't seem to be a reason for that. It's fine. It's fine. He just wants to go visit. Uh, <laughs> and um, not finding Morgana, and then finding her passed out and carrying her back. That's about it. Yeah, we finally made it through the episode. That didn't take very long, right? We did. Oh my god, this is going to be one of our longest oh episodes in recent history. <laughs> oh my god. It's fine. I've gone through two beers. Oh no. Oh no. How many will you go through during editing? Oh god.
Listen, we didn't fuck up this time. Last two episodes, you both fucked up and said your partner's name, so I had to beep them. Hey. <laughs> so far, no fuck-ups, apparently. Uh, oh, all right. What do we think of this episode, folks? David. Um, I really like this episode. I think this is my new favorite episode of Merlin. Um, it has everything I want in an episode of Merlin, and that is continuity, fun slapstick, um, Merlin getting to, to fucking do things, and Morgana actually having a motivation and doing something for once. As such, I will yeah. give this episode a 4.5. Wow, not as good as Goblin's oh, Gold. Did I give Goblin's Gold a 5? I don't think Oh, I no, did. you didn't. You I'm also given... gave it a 4.5. Yeah. Nick? Um, yeah, no, this is, like, actually just a very fun episode. Um, I've been, like, pleasantly surprised with season four so far, uh, except for that one episode, which I have no idea how to write. Um, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, last episode was kind of, kind of not as great, but this episode was fantastic. Um, very fun episode, sort of everything that David already stated, and what we've already talked about through episode. We rambled a bunch, but, like, it was just really fun. Like, there's not a lot else to say. It was just a fantastic episode. Had good continuity. Like, sort of everything that you want in an episode. Um, it was it was actually fantastic. Um, I'm very hesitant to give fives. I think I'm going to give it a five, though. I'm also giving this a five. This is now tied with Goblin's Gold as our highest rated episode with the exact same ratings. This is just, this, this is just a super fun episode. And everyone acting in it seems to have fun with it. And it, it is great. And hey, IMDb almost agrees with us. They gave it an 8.5, which is not the highest rated this season, which was episode two with an 8.8. Insane. Which, yeah. And was only... Episode two was good. Episode two was good. We was watched by 6.94 million people. It was not people. as good as this episode, Nick. No. This episode is fantastic. Um, also, just reading the top of the wiki page, uh, there's a little disclaimer. Uh, that says not to be confused with the Nintendo DS video game of this episode. For the video game, see a Servant of Two Masters video game. Wait, there's a DS video They made game? a DS game about this episode. Just this episode? Oh After falling God. into Morgana's hands, Merlin becomes a deadly weapon in her fight for supremacy. Merlin Using ancient magic, she puts friend against what friend to complete, create the perfect assassin. Will anyone notice Merlin's unusual behavior before he does the king some serious Wait, harm? What? Test your hidden object skills and help Arthur and the heroes of Camelot in this daring quest to save Merlin. Wait, excuse me? Features exciting hidden this... object adventure game based on the TV series 4 episode. Features Merlin and all po uh... popular cast members on the show. Hundreds of hidden objects over 30 beautifully detailed scenes and over 15 spellbinding puzzles and minigames. I am going uh, to try to acquire a copy of this game. One sec. I'm looking at eBay. Fandom, fandom user, this is the easiest game to beat in the history of all video Perfect. games. Perfect. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Other fandom user, hi, I'm playing this at the moment. However, I'm stuck on the crossbow trap mini game. It only allows me to move the pieces one way, so it's impossible. Somebody please help me so I can move on. Excuse me? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> wow, I wanted in my DS exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, so many more. How what I'm I'm so confused. 
I'm looking at eBay, and the shipping is what's killing these prices. Who makes a video game off of a specific episode of a TV show? Right? Isn't that wild? Why is it the episode? I just don't understand. And why did they make it for the DS? Because that was what was out at the time? Oh my god. Is there a ROM for this? Oh, definitely. Are you sure? I, I will I will find you it, David. Is I just That's insane. <laughs> what? Alright, audience, I'm going to try to find a copy of this and play it. And we'll no, give no. you No no stream we need to Twitch. stream it. Stream we need it to Twitch. stream it. Oh my god. Alright, audience. Need to stream it. We're gonna get a copy of this. We're gonna stream it on our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash forsaf. Um we will announce when we're streaming on our Twitter at uh at forsaf at twitter.com uh if you know of a place to get this game like legitimately or we'll buy a copy off you for a reasonable price if you want to send us a copy email us at forsaf at gmail.com this is our new passion in life um we're gonna play and beat hopefully in one sitting merlin a servant of two masters for the, the nintendo ds game. I do, it can't is. be that long. It cannot know. be that we long. It's it's not that long, David. It I'm it should not saying, take that long. I'm gonna say know. like two hours max. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to get to a spot where the game is just impossible. But yeah, hey, like, stay tuned to the Twitter for that fun entertaining time. Um otherwise, if you don't want to see that, just give us a rating on a podcasting service of your choice tell your friends about us um listen for more and then also get excited for our intermediary series kid nation coming soon in 20 weeks i guess uh yeah we're gonna go to medieval times this weekend and we'll talk about that at some point in the future other than that we still need to we still need to book medieval times we'll we'll do that uh we're gonna go book medieval times Outro. Our intro and outro music is The Butterfly, Kid on the Mountain by Slunch. I, uh, I really tried on that pronunciation. I don't think it's correct, but that's what YouTube tells me.